0: Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, it's all about the chicks just as we like it. Alyssa Healy lights up the Cricket World Cup, the women of Barcelona and Real Madrid write history. Our girl Ash is back winning and both the NRL and AFLW are ready for their grand finals. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Georgia Moore and as always, I am joined by my... Splendor excited co hosts, Marley and Keely Silva. Girls, how are we?
1: Very good. You're coming for my job, Georgia. Um, but I'll forgive you for it considering you're on the other side of the world and we miss you. Yeah. I don't, I'm am confused off. with what to do. You feel off because you never I' it. I'm, I'm, I'm in end. the passenger
2: seat. I'm in the passenger seat. I don't like you it. you got to answer the question. Well, how, how are you? How was your week? Oh,
1: I am full of life. I have a new sense of purpose. What? Um, I have re Reevaluated my meaning Why? because after last week's record, I nearly died. I'm not gonna. I'm not joking. I'm not joking because oh. I, was <laughs> I was so. Like, what are you talking about? I was so violently ill okay. out of both ends. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to give the listeners that. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, Georgia, you don't even know this. So we were driving home as we do. After these records,
2: and I went, oh,
1: my tummy doesn't feel very good.
2: My tummy doesn't feel. She's really good, a child, no, no. And then I said, "Have you eaten?" Dinner? She's like, "No, I didn't really eat." And I'm like, "It's just that you will be right." She's like, "I really want an ice cream." Yes, which was a fatal error because Marley and ice cream
1: don't really mix anyway. I me and Derry, not big fans, friend of me. So anyway, so we get ice cream, it was really good at the time and I'm like, oh but my tummy still doesn't feel right. Still doesn't feel right. Long story short. No, I'm get- <sighs> listen, because this is the important bit. As I got out of my car to go into my apartment, Keely said to me, Well, I hope you pee your pants. And I actually said, it, like, I hope you shoot yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> and I was like, me, me, me. whatever. Anyway, I tried to go to sleep for about forty-five minutes, and then boom vomiting 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 the most violent like vomiting I cannot tell you the sounds that were coming out of my body I was like I there's
0: a demon there is a demon trying to escape. I just want to say if I was a listener I would have tuned out right now gone exit well, next podcast. this podcast I hate this chat
1: well you're not a listener you're a host so cop it um anyway I was so sick I think I vomited an entire year's worth of food. (laughs) The moral of the story is yesterday you could eat. Yesterday I could eat and I'm back to life and I just feel Uh. so good. And I, you know, for the listeners probably know that, you know, I guess my core work is I'm a writer. I have had the worst writer's block this whole year and yesterday it was cured and it's because I vomited out the writer's block. Okay, I'm sure. Anyway, hug your loved ones. Enjoy your food. It's
2: fine. How are you, Killy? Yeah, Jesus, my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm good. Another big week of nonstop, nonstop, nonstop life with Kelly, yeah. as always. I feel like I had something fun to say. I had a good weekend. Got drunk again. Um, daylight savings ended, which is sad. But like winter season's coming, which is fun. Yeah, we like I like hoodies and trackies. That's me vibe. Yeah. Hence the sloppy Joe today. Yeah, we're shorts. You still. I'm cruising. You got to warm me up. Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's it. George Moore.
0: My week was good. I um, had a really good weekend, which I'll get to more in my MVPs. But yeah, all is well in London town. It's getting cold again, so it's a bit of a false summer when I first got here. But we move, we move Hmm. forward.
1: Shall we get into our first segment?
2: Yes, we shall. (laughs) Feedback feels with kills. Really glad you guys are here. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Always grateful to be in your presence. Um, Not really you, Molly, but anyway. Ah. (laughs) Just just a joke. Just Just a a joke. joke. If anyone knows where that quote's from, I'll give you 10 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, a really nice long feedback from... A very loyal listener of the show, Gabrielle Crotty. We love you. We should put her in the permanent show notes. I reckon. Yeah, probably. Like, like thoughts with Gab. Host-
1: <laughs> like hosted by <laughs> Marley Silver, Georgia Moore, Keeley Silver. Um, with a little asterisks, occasional no, frequent and extensive commentary from loyal listener Gabrielle Crotty.
2: Yeah. Anyway, she said, uh, "This is a follow-on from last week. So if you didn't listen last week, you should probably go." listen to what she was telling us about her pilates but today she said went to pilates and one of the ladies was telling me that she got her grandson to find the talking show from last week on the cloud and she was like gabby they were t- talking about you did you know that i'm just like bless her console oh <laughs> so keen miles is coming up for the GF. she did say at this point bronx for the win so so it's sad. real sad yeah real that. sad i uh, really enjoyed this week's chat about the media and the boys club culture which i found really interesting i think when you were talking about Ash Barty article, it is really evident uh, how dramatic and how um, people can be and how they blow everything out of proportion. Sorry, there's so much feedback. Also, did have a big cackle on the MVP-ness, yes. which, like, we just didn't need to know. And then, yeah, the other thing was I need to give a quick intro to a very close friend of mine, friend of the show, Tom Perrin. Um, he is one of our mates but also the trainer of my um, – I keep saying my, like it's my team. It's your team. You own it. Yeah, I own the team of the Harold Matts Sharks team that I physio for. So we get to see each other four times a week and have great chats. And about two weeks ago, he went through. And he vomited in my toilet on Friday night. He did vomit in the toilet. (laughs) A few weeks ago, we're talking about like being drunk and all that. And he started going through these different levels of drunkenness. And I don't want to give too much away because I am going to get him to explain it and I'll record it and we'll put it into the episode next week. Uh, Probably when we chat about a Mad Monday after the two female grand finals, I'm sure that'll be part of our chat next week. Um, But I just wanted to give everyone a a pre-warning. I'll just let you know that the last stage of the drunk levels is rugby league drunk and that's where I'll leave it.
1: And can I just say, having this be brought up has made me remember the vibes of OG, Chicks and Balls when we were you know recording hungover all the time i feel like that's what we're trying to bring back and i'm cannot wait to hear from tom
2: yeah
0: i have feedback i just want to give a quick shout out to the multiple listeners who dm'd me to check in when harry styles dropped his new single and
2: <laughs> yes, i listened to it
0: for 24 hours straight and no that's i'm not so okay. good so
2: and you what yeah was it did it drop midnight there? I remember you, th- I feel like you sent me Snapchat being like waiting for Harry. Yeah, it
0: dropped midnight yeah. UK time and I did stay up for it. Yeah. Which, like, isn't crazy for me. I'm a late, I'm a night owl. Well, but I was going to say, I did not shocked. Very all. patiently wait up for it. And it was just everything and more. And May 20 couldn't come soon enough. Now it's time
1: for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by with a little whack of the microphone from Keely Silver because she's that eager to give us <laughs> the first story. Keely, serve it up to us. Don't, it's bad for you.
2: Oh, what do you that mean? That means bad for the mic. Oh. I, was, I said, I gave the mic its own individual. <laughs> Whatever. Website. Uh, First story is about Alyssa Healy. So she's one of the cricket superstars in the Aussie women's team. Over the weekend, our Aussie women cricketers had a spectacular win five years in the making. Our girls defeated England by 71 runs. And while many thought the World Cup win was inevitable, the fashion in which they delivered was no less impressive with the overwhelming MVP of the day, Alyssa Healy. Alyssa is known for her form on big stages and has been impressing cricket fans everywhere with her performances over the last few years. And following her century in the semi-final, she backed up again on Saturday, scoring an almighty 170 runs before being bowled out. With Alyssa leading the way, Cricket Australia has shown once again that it is leading the way in our nation's female sport. After the win, the British commentators boasted about the delivery of a five-year succession plan. So... I actually had a really good conversation with dad about this. It's really interesting to see how much he's grown up because he's really backing female sport these days. Oh, my God. He's like the biggest like – NRLW fan? Yes. Loves it. Was very impressed. We'll get into that later. But I can't remember for the life of me, if one of you know, please correct me, how many balls it was off because there weren't that many balls left. It was like – Oh, Forty-eight yeah. balls or something yeah, like something like that, and she scored 170 runs. Like he was just so amazed because he was like, he obviously watches more cricket than me, so I appreciated his opinion <laughs> more so than mine. But um, he was just like, that would never happen in the men's game. Like that is just out of, out of this world.
1: Yeah, they're being widely described as the greatest ever Australian cricket team. You know, regardless of gender, they're phenomenal. They're unstoppable, and I think it was really nice to see. In particular, I saw a tweet from someone who spoke about the ABC News Sport Report that was completely dominated by women's sport this weekend, you know, obviously leading with the cricket because it was so impressive. But it's just that's where we're at and we have spoken and, you know, with praise about Cricket Australia in the last couple of years um, because of the the work that they've put in and, yeah, the funding. And this is what happens when you back a female sport and, and let these women you know actually be professional
2: yeah really cool
0: yeah for sure my favorite quote was from the guardian saying the success of australia's player development system leaves the current team free to enjoy their success and other countries needing to turn envy into action and i just think it well i mean their performance says enough but whatever they're doing in bringing up the young girls and making sure there's a sustained flow of competent confident female cricketers coming through it's just working and i think They've been at the top for so long. Like that's why the shock upset in 2017, like everyone just knew they were coming back for the cup this time round, and it's exciting to watch. I love it. We love it. What's next when you're th-
2: that good? You well, know? this is a good question posed from G. Uh, what else do we want to see from cricket domestically? Now, this is actually a question I just thought to myself. Have I seen many young girls cricket that I've driven past during summer? Yeah, I'd have to know the, like, junior regos. Yeah, that'd be cool to know. I think that's what I'd want to see from a domestic perspective. But obviously the, um, like, the Big Bash stuff is...
1: You'll find fun. a lot of the girls who play in the Big Bash, I've interviewed a couple, and they started with other sports. And when they started moving, you know, because of injury or because of lack of opportunities or, you know, one girl in particular I spoke to last year, she'd come across to cricket because she was a tennis player and didn't want to play individual sport anymore. So her dad signed her up for cricket because obviously she's got a good, you know, strong arm. Yeah. Um, And that's now she plays in the Big Bash. And I think that that's quite a common story of not necessarily unless, you know, they have brothers who kind of. They got dragged to cricket with as kids, and they ended up signing up like that. Um, a lot of the time, they're coming from other sports, so I think it is about building that domestic grassroots junior league. That yeah. that's the next step, or yeah. I'm probably what's already happening. Yeah, I also wonder if this coming summer, in you know, a couple of things, how good our women's cricket team is, and also in the cricket memories and love that has emerged post the loss of um Shane Warne is going to increase more kids to be like I really want to play cricket this
0: year I think we'll see that I think you're right I think the nostalgia factor of Shane Warne and just like how much cricket has been spoken about will definitely make that impact of course The 23-year-old official world record attendance for a women's soccer match was broken in Barcelona over the weekend as a crowd of 91,553 was recorded at Camp Nou, I think. During the UEFA Women's Championship League match against Real Madrid, the figure eclipses the mark of 90,185 set during the 1999 Women's World Cup final and there are unofficial crowd numbers surpassing a 100,000 for the 1971 Women's World Cup but what is undisputable is that there is no women's club match ever come close to this figure. Gals can you imagine being in a crowd that big for a women's match? I can't even picture it like I've seen the photos but I just I
1: can't fathom that many people in one space and you know particularly for a
2: that That's incredible. It's honestly what dragons are made of. Yeah. Like, Imagine playing in front of that. I was just thinking, like, running out into the field, like... The rule. So cool. Yeah, when I saw this story, one of my dear close friends, Hannah Bacon, who's played a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of soccer, um, she shared it and I was talking to her and I was like, oh, my God, it's so exciting. She's like, yeah, so cool, hey. So, like, just nice to see all the, you know, representative soccer girls sharing that too. I think it's just... Um, great for the sport and just shows how far soccer has come. It's probably internationally the one that has, is probably leading, leading from the front, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: I think because it's the biggest it game in the, the world. It is, and it is. The, it's yeah, the biggest game in the world. And it's always yeah. going to be the one that can break, has the capacity and has the fan base to break And, this. like, think
2: about it. It's Barca and Real Madrid. So that's already, like, two massive clubs that when you think Barca and Real Madrid, it's like Ronaldo and Messi. Messi. Like, you just, like. So obviously the fan base is awesome and it's just really good to see them support the gals too. I actually didn't get to watch any of the highlights, which I'm disappointed in myself, but I'm sure it was a really good quality game as well.
0: Yeah, my question was what, like, would your dream women's sport event be to attend, like, if you could go to anything? Because soccer, like, I would love to be there to be in that crowd,
2: but in terms of other things. Hmm. This is a good question and I was sitting on this – for a while, thinking, oh, I don't know where I'd want to. We be. did go to a netball
1: World Cup, which was pretty sick.
2: Yeah, that was sick. But I think, like soccer, I would love to be like watch a game like that. Like you know, in twenty twenty three, obviously Australia
1: and New Zealand are co hosting the Women's FIFA World Cup. If I yeah, would, that would love awesome. a Matildas, a Matildas US Grand Final.
2: Yeah, that'd be sick in Sydney. Give it to and me. An early one to watch that isn't my one to watch. The Matildas play this Friday night, the 8th. Um, in friend- Townsville. A friendly against New Zealand. So yes, we should was, see how the gals are looking.
1: I saw Lydia Williams's story of her in a very nice resort in Townsville and I thought. then I saw Kaya Simons and I was like, oh, the Matildas are playing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, yeah I, was, I was trying to think of something else and then I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. They're I probably think- the two months and I would have loved to have been at the Olympics when the Rugby Sevens team won, won. at Rio. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah, but that's probably the only other thing I thought of.
1: Well, I am going to a women's sporting event this weekend, right? Yeah. It's probably not going to be as big a crowd as it would have been if there was a Queensland team in the NRLW Grand Final considering it's in Redcliffe but I'm really excited and we're about to get into more of the details of that sort of stuff but I think that it has the potential as well and we just saw the first ever AFLW game played at the MCG I think we'll get to a point where we can you know see MCG numbers like what we do in the men's game how group? cool would that that'd be? be pretty sick yeah mine
0: would be gymnastics the American oh, yeah. oh god swim that'd swim be so like, cool left of like team sports yeah. but like going to see or even like Back in their college days, like a packed out college, yes, watching
2: those, yes, 100%. Just going to American college is so fascinating, yes, but yeah, 100%. Good one, very good one.
1: And to wrap up around the grounds, we need to talk about two massive grand finals that are happening this weekend. It is so nice and feels a little bit different, but it's really nice to have grand final fever in April. You know, not October or September as we're used to, uh, because the NRLW grand final is this Sunday, April 10th at 1.30 at Morton Daly Stadium in Redcliffe, Queensland and the AFLW Grand Final is on Saturday at 12.30 from Adelaide Oval. Two really big games. I'm going to kick off with NRLW because I obviously hark on about it all the time. I absolutely love this competition. It's been the best thing to watch ever and I was there on Sunday as the two finals were played and it's not the matchup that we were expecting. Everyone, I put a little poll on my story who did they think was going to be in the grand final next week and everyone said Dragons Broncos. But yeah. it's not Dragons
2: Broncos. Yeah. It's massive. It's a New South Wales Rufus. Showdown.
1: It's going to be it's going to be amazing. These it girls are unbelievable.
2: Really surprised me because in my opinion I think Broncos deserve to be there just because of the caliber of the team and I mean the level of Quality of footy That they've made Everyone want to strive To be like However The Roosters played better So It just comes down to it That's finals footy right It was really good to watch Um, I am gonna Say that One of the tries That made it a tie Wasn't a try That hurt, man. If I was Broncos, I I would be blowing up. However, the um, Roosters still played better. Absolutely. But both games were heaps good. Real good. Yeah. Dragons (laughs) are
1: looking good, man. They look so good. I I really, like, I feel like the Roosters played their grand final on Sunday. and even Early call, but we'll see. I spoke to Isabel Kelly after the game and she said to me, that felt like a grand final. And in my head I went, you played it like a grand final Mm. and it's going to be so hard to back that up. So we'll see. It's anyone's game. Mm. What did you think of those games, Georgia?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think the best thing to come out of it from my perspective was it wasn't like any teams played bad or got beaten necessarily. I feel like the other team just won. Like it was two really quality games of footy where, like you said, kills the better team on the day one. But the standard was like very much finals footy feeling and it's exciting. I'm, I'm devastated. There's no Queensland teams in there, but I think it's exciting for the game that the Broncos aren't in there again no other team has won ever and i think yeah like would have loved to see them there of course but better for the game and better for fans and obviously new south wales fans and i just think it's awesome that the game is at a point now where it's not just broncos shoe in every year like there is real competition there and the quality of the games on the weekend really showed that the
1: um absolute best thing i think as i've previously mentioned about these games is the um young fans in the crowd uh these particularly young women but there's a lot of young boys who are there as well calling out kezzy app's gonna get a photo like all this kind of stuff um just as much as the girls are but the looks on their faces and like i've seen some of the same girls like at these games like multiple weeks in a row, and they're there with their dad. They've driven a far way. Like they're so passionate about it, and I think that that is you know they're the biggest winner at the end of the day. But yeah, I can't wait for for Sunday.
2: I feel like if I was a little girl these days, I would have bullied mum and dad into letting me be play because we wanted to, but yeah, we, we weren't allowed. Yeah, we weren't. but anyway, it's fine. I love touch <laughs> footy. So just quickly before we move on to the AFLW grand final, who is everyone backing? I'm backing the Dragons and um, G made a good point. Anyone know, out there, if you know, we actually can't find the Clive Churchill equivalent in the women's game, which is ridiculous. There uh, definitely is one. I know, but maybe, I don't know, it's not featured. Remember. Like we've, yeah. we've all researched it, we can't find it. Um, but MVP-wise, I'm just going to chuck out some bets. I'm going Quincy Dodd anytime, try scorer. Oh, absolutely, from dummy half. From dummy half and I'm going Tonigato for MVP. MVP, yeah. yeah. And I'm back in the Dragons 1-10. to
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, I think it'll be tight.
0: G, what do you got? Yeah, I hope it's tight. I want it to be a close game. I think, yeah, Dragons. And I think Quincy for best on. Yeah, that works. I just feel like she's going to have like a leadership moment and it's yeah. going to be great.
2: and also Keeley Davis. That's
0: exactly she's a what I was about in. to say.
1: Those are little – and you know what? Can I just say little toot my own horn? At one point in the game, in the Dragons game, they were getting so close to the line and then just getting tackled on the fifth. And I, at one point – um, in my commentary duties, said they've got this beautiful position. They need Keeley Davis to put a grubber through, and she did, and she did it, baby. And oh. like, she scored off her own little grubber because she kicked a beautiful no, one. No, Tanagato scored off. No, that, so that was the first one uh. in the first half, and it was I oh, referred no, yeah, yeah, back she, to that in the second yeah, half. I was yeah, like, yeah. to break this stalemate, Keely she Davis. Did. She scored on the, the post. and she was like, Psst. yeah, woo, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Okay. Anyway, AFL, AFLW. It's Adelaide Crows versus Melbourne. At Adelaide. So the Crows have the home ground advantage a little bit there. They finished on top of the ladder.
0: Which is why they have the home ground advantage. Yes.
1: And it's their, their third uh, grand final appearance and they've won two out of three. First ever grand final for Melbourne. So I feel
2: like that's exciting coming off the back of an MCG game. Yes. Like just to get Melbourne heaps more around it. Yeah. I mean they're obviously ahead of us um, when it comes to AFL and supporting mm. AFLW. But that's fun. And
1: it was a bit of a shock to see Brisbane lose, actually, in that game. Yes, it was. Um, Because they had been so strong and they've been in a few grand finals as well. Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of those girls, I saw their posts, they were pretty gutted in a similar way that the Broncos were in the NRLW. So it wasn't a good weekend for Brisbane teams. But it should similarly be a big one. I remember seeing footage from last year's AFLW grand final. Yeah, always a massive, massive turnout for those.
0: Yeah, I think Lions losing was a massive upset despite their position on the ladder being the grand final rematch of last year like super stressful again a bit devastated as a queenslander but as a melbourneian very excited i really want the d's to get up i think it would be awesome to have like the one 2 win in the men's and then the women's to follow it up i wish it was at the g even though I won't be there. But I think Adelaide Oval will produce like an awesome atmosphere. Tickets are capped at $10. They're expecting a near sellout. I think it's going to be super exciting and I'm I'm ready for it. I'm backing Melbourne all the way. Even though Crows have the advantage and they're like minor premiers, etc. I I want Melbourne to get it done.
2: I do love an underdog. I was going to say we love an underdog. I'm back in Melbourne.
1: I'm going to just, you know, go against the crowd here and say, you mm. know. know, Crows will do it again. <laughs>
2: You the real MVP.
1: Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something, our own personal MVP title, for something that they've done. But before we get into our individual
2: MVPs, we did want to start um, with a group one. I need to give a shout-out as we introduce this group one. Okay. Um, because Nan actually sent it to me. Did she? She actually, Nan lives in out the back of our house, and she came in and she goes, do you want something to talk about on Chicks and balls?" And I said, yeah, sure, what have you got for me? And she said, um, Ash just won a golf thing over the weekend. And I was like, no, she didn't. And then she said yes. And then she went and followed up and sent me the article on Facebook. She's good like that. So thanks, Nan. On your um, nan. I don't even know if she listens. She's definitely a number one fan, but, like, I don't even actually know if she listens. Anyway, that's all. Continue.
1: Well, no, tell us, Kills. What, oh. what did Nan's article tell you well, about Ash? she told, like,
2: <laughs> she went to this um, – competition in Queensland it was like a ladies golf championship it was at Brookwater Golf and Country Club and for winning she took home $30 amazing that was her um, her winnings Um, but she really enjoyed it and like how cool just coming back to like a you know amateur golf comp and winning it yeah so that's just exciting. Now it kinda goes back to what we we're talking about when she retired and we we're all saying, What do we think? And I'm like, Yeah, golf and then George's like, Nah, like made a great point. Like she she's not gonna do that. Um, but now I'm like, Hmm, is she? Or maybe she's gonna do random ones, who knows? Yeah. But M V P to come off of retirement and then go do that casually. She's a freak. Yeah. My
0: favourite thing about the whole story was that she's won the club championship before and it was in 2020 when she was still on the world tour circuit, like being a tennis champ. So I'm a like, I love that it's just her home ground golf club and she's gone back and instead of taking 30 million for a win, she's taken 30 bucks and probably like a meat tray or something fun. <laughs> That's so- yeah, I
1: love it. Imagine as well, like for those other, you know,
0: just... Local ladies Yeah they've all been Oh, because, damn, oh damn, Ash Barney, She's back <laughs> But I reckon she would be like By so far The youngest person on the court yeah. And they would all just love her And I can just picture them At the clubhouse Like drinking their yeah, but- Tea afterwards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And just being like So Ash tell us-, tell us Are you gonna make a comeback Yeah <laughs> 100% what, who's your MVP, Molly? My MVP
1: was actually the Roosters, wow. uh, the women's Roosters side, not the men's, um, <laughs> in the NRL because if you didn't watch that game, I recommend going back and at least watching the highlights. Um, KO has that the beautiful thing where they ha- have just like the 20-minute version of the game um, as like a way of catching up. That's what I do because apparently my whole life is – Rugby league now. Anyway. Yeah, you need to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't watch their game against the Broncos on Sunday, they started not very well and they were down 16 nil And then their hooker, Olivia Higgins, got set for 10. And I thought, they're gone. This is it. It's a blowout. Bronx to their fourth NRLW grand final. There we go. Mind you, I just love seeing the spirit of what a team can do in their darkest moment. And that's what... <laughs> it's all that mental toughness. It's all that mental toughness. And to be able to turn uh, your one down into lift in the way that they did and win it, it was just beautiful. And then post-game, post, post game, the Broncos girls were completely in shock, like couldn't believe what had just happened to them. The chuggy stayed under their skin the whole rest of the game. It was really beautiful to watch. They couldn't believe it. There's lots of tears, lots of hugging between teams, between teammates, and it was just amazing. So I was just they were my MVPs because they played so good and it was really nice to witness it.
2: Okay. J Moore, who's your MVP?
0: My MVP, I have a good one, but uh Marley just referencing the men's game made me mention that in how it was my week. I just wanna give a shout out to snackenhausen and the melbourne storm and apologies to the silver family for the weekend we nearly got through this whole episode without mentioning that game yeah i know and wouldn't that have been rude my real mvp was over the weekend i went to what is called the boat race in london it is a like 170 something year old tradition it's a rowing race between oxford and cambridge along the thames thousands and thousands turn out to watch it on the river and it was so much fun but at the pub that we watched it from it's called the Crabtree in hammersmith and there was a band called the fat brass and it was a six-piece brass band of the coolest dudes and they were like i mean this probably was the biggest crowd they've ever played in front of and they were all <laughs> like so nerdy but so well dressed and so fun and they just played Banger after banger to the point where security had to, they were on this like sort of side stage outside, had to make them stop because too many people were congregating and you could not walk through the pub oh. because they had this mosh pit going. So they had to can their set for a while and then relocate them to the beer garden where people could just pack on in. Wow. And it was the highlight of the day. The Cambridge girls won and the Oxford boys won. But, like, no one cared because fat brass were just killing it. They were
2: P-H-A-T-F. now They're, they're my MVP. Yeah, wow, that sounds P-H-A-T. Yeah, it actually sounds so fun. I think I saw you story when you were actually at the um, boat race thing and it looked cool. It looked hectic. That's yeah, so yeah. fun. It Happy was for you. loads of fun. Um, Did you have an M-V-A-P-A? Yeah, I got an MVP. My MVP is the one and only Jack Harlow. The man, the myth, the legend. I'm so excited for this song
0: to drop. Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: so, like, it's mainly an MVP, but it's also a one to listen to. Yeah. Um, his pre-save new, the song. Yes, pre-save the song on Spotify. First class. First class. Can you stop interrupting? Sorry. It's my MVP. I introduce you to Jack Harlow, okay? So you just back off. I got dibs. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, go to his Instagram, go to his TikTok. He's released his hectic – well, he's about to release his hectic song based on the back of Glamorous by – Bergy, and it's called First Class. It sounds sick. He's so cool. We love him. Um, MVP behavior. It drops this Friday on the 8th, American time, which is what fast? Oh, no, you're not doing Saturday. Saturday. Okay, cool. Whatever. Just keep an eye out. Pre save it. It'll just save you time. <laughs>
1: Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we each recommend what sport event or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. My one to watch is related to your one to watch, Georgia, so I'll let you go first.
0: Okay. I actually have a one to do because I forgot how good a driving range is. And me and my flatmate went last night. She'd had a really rough day at work and she was like, I need to smack some golf balls. And I historically Terrible at golf, and it's like a large disappointment in my mum's life. Trace is a really good golfer, she always wanted one of us kids to get into golf, we never did. But driving ranges are so fun, and you should go. And if you ever have a frustrating day at work, go to the driving range. I can say Emily felt far better after it, but also very obvious from me the Australian F1 Grand Prix is on. Over the weekend in Australia, it's the only race all year. You guys won't have to wake up at ridiculous o'clock to watch. So make sure you're on it Sunday afternoon, hoping for some big moves from Danny Rick at his home GP.
1: F1, glad you mentioned it. Daniel Ricciardo is obviously driving his McLaren car, as he always does at Grand Prix. So that's what you do. But on it for this particular race, there is a logo of a, a charity that I know quite well it is deadly science. It was founded by Corey Tut, who is a good friend of mine. The way that this started, just briefly, he realized that in our remote. Aboriginal communities in Australia, kids did not have access to really good science resources. So like books, telescopes, all that kind of stuff, anything to do experiments and they, you know, Aboriginal people were the first scientists in, in human history. So felt like a really missed opportunity um, to get kids excited about STEM, especially in those particular communities. So he started literally just with his own money buying Hundreds of books and sending them to schools. He told me once that his fiance at the time thought that he had a gambling problem because money just kept coming out of their account, but it was literally because he just wanted to help these kids. Now it's a fully, you know, established, really successful charity that's impacting lots of lots of kids and lots of schools all across the country and making kids really excited about being deadly scientists. And um, yeah, one of the partners of the of McLaren, um, who obviously did do the car design, has given up their logo space for people to know. more about deadly science, and I think that's really, really sick. So keep an eye out for it. There's a really beautiful video that they released um, explaining that story um, that I highly recommend you go and check out as well, and I will share on the chick's story. So get around it. Keely Silver, you want one to watch.
2: My one to watch is a one to listen to – well, it's a one to keep an eye out for. Very exciting, but only three hours ago at time of recording on Tuesday, friend of the show and – Obviously, I'm a fangirl. Brian Seney, NRL physio um, on Instagram. If you don't follow him, follow him if you like injuries (laughs) or if you're a physio nerd like me. He's just announced that he's got a podcast coming. Uh, So it's called The Magic Sponge Podcast and um, it's a miracle cure for all your rugby league injury issues. Um, He said, there's more than a few footy footy podcasts out there but none that cover the information I do. Uh, It's guaranteed to provide the best injury analysis in rugby league. Now, obviously, he has a great amount of followers and it's very interesting and it's good for people like myself. But, yeah, I just thought that was a cool one. Love it. Yeah, just showing my nerd side. You know
1: you know how it is. Love to see it. That's all. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. What it does. Time. What a time. What
2: a time what to be What a time to be
1: live. Hope I don't go home and start vomiting again tonight. Just a if it, us full if it shut you
2: up for another week, I wouldn't be mad
1: about it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five star rating. If you are listening on Spotify, follow five star rating there as well because you could do that now. How good is that? Follow can us on you? Instagram. Yes. Are you got
2: a fast forward button on right now? Yep.
1: Okay. Follow us on. on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at, at Chicks, Chicks and, and balls, balls No Pod. Our DMs are always open. We love your feedback.
2: I love your feedback. You need to give it all to me. And I guess we'll okay.
1: catch you next time. Catch you on the
2: flip side. Bye.